The Department of Homeland Security, in collaboration with other government bodies, academia, and the private sector, has championed the National Cybersecurity Workforce Framework, which provides a blueprint for increasing the size and capability of the U.S. cybersecurity workforce. But how can that framework be tapped by the healthcare sector to improve its cyber readiness? I'm Marianne Kobasek McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Noelle Kyle, Program Lead for DHS's Cybersecurity Education and Awareness Program. Noelle will be speaking to us about the National Cybersecurity Workforce Framework and what it means for private sector entities, especially in the healthcare sector. So, Noelle, for starters, please describe briefly what the National Cybersecurity Workforce Framework is and when was it developed? So the full name of the framework is the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education, or NICE, Cybersecurity Workforce Framework, or as we generally call it, the NICE Framework for short. It's a national resource that provides one common language to define, categorize, and organize cybersecurity work. The NICE Framework describes what cybersecurity work looks like, no matter where the work is performed or in what sector. It can be used by organizations and companies in the government, the private sector, academia, or nonprofit. And it can be thought of as a structure that organizations can build from when doing things like hiring, training, career planning, and overall different aspects of workforce development for the cybersecurity workforce. And when you explore the framework, you'll see the structure that I'm referring to. The framework is organized at the highest level into seven categories, and then at the lowest, most granular level into tasks and KSAs. So the tasks are something that somebody would do every day in their job, so their job duties. And then the KSAs are the knowledge, skills, and abilities that somebody would need to know or have experience in to do the work. So you also asked when it was first developed. That was back in the 2010-2011 timeframe is when the first version came out. It was developed through cross-sector collaboration with NICE and with many other departments and agencies academia, and of course, as you mentioned, my office, the Cybersecurity Education and Awareness Branch within DHS, has been very involved and has been one of the key authors since the beginning. So, Noel, we hear a lot about cyber skills shortages in the U.S. What skills and expertise seem to be in the highest demand but are most lacking right now when it comes to cyber? So there's a huge need to build the workforce. We're facing a national shortage of cybersecurity workers. Some estimates put the need at around 1.8 million workers by the year 2022. So in terms of specific skills, the skill sets are very broad. When you look through the NICE framework, right away you see the large scope of work that it covers. And there's a large demand for all of those categories. So just as a few examples, there are workers in the securely provision category Those would be the folks that design, build, and evaluate systems. And those in the protect and defend category are those who would protect internal networks by identifying, analyzing, and mitigating risk. And then to those who work in the operate and maintain category, those would be the go-to people for technical support, managing networks, and providing maintenance. Another really helpful tool that answers the question is the cybersecurity job heat map, which was something coordinated by NICE it shows visually the number and types of jobs across the country. So you can find that at a website that's called cyberseek.org, and seek is S-E-E-K. 
So overall, though, it really does depend on the organization, and needs will vary based on the mission and the company's goals. So Noel, you mentioned earlier that the framework was developed a few years ago, and as we know, some of the cyber threats and attacks and things that we are seeing on the landscape have changed. Anything that's changed with the framework in light of some of the things that have evolved since it was first developed? Well, as you mentioned, over time, threats and different activities do change. So the Nice framework has undergone a constant evolution and update process. Even since the beginning, when that first version came out in the year 2010 and 2011 timeframe, there have been multiple efforts to update it over time, and those have included interviewing subject matter experts from all sectors, so from government, academia, and private industry, to add in different tasks and KSAs that pertain to current threats or to, in some cases, maybe reorganize specialty areas and add on the work roles. So it's definitely a constant process. And over time, there will probably be more changes to the framework in the future. So Noel, what should healthcare entities know about the National Cybersecurity Workforce Framework and related education materials? How might that be helpful to them? So sometimes there's a perception held by small organizations that only the large companies or large hospitals are being targeted by cyber criminals. But really, all healthcare organizations, no matter the size, are targeted due to the value and sensitivity of healthcare data. And the rise of things like ransomware have only compounded the issue. So over the past two years, the average cost of a data breach experienced by a healthcare organization is estimated to be more than $2.2 million. And zooming out, data breaches have cost the entire healthcare industry approximately $6.2 billion. And hospitals have the same cybersecurity protection needs as big businesses. They still need people to secure applications, systems, and IT networks, and they need the frontline protectors like network and system administrators, incident responders, and analysts. So the training and education resources provided by DHS and by frameworks such as the NICE framework can help healthcare organizations define the cybersecurity workforce they need, identify those people and bring them in, and once they are on board, define detailed career paths that help them plan out their professional development opportunities over time. On the training side, there are two programs offered by CENA that I wanted to mention. The first is FedVTE, and the second is the NICS training catalog. So FedVTE, that's the Federal Virtual Training Environment. It's an online, on-demand training platform. All U.S. government employees at all levels and U.S. veterans have access for free. It has more than 60 training courses, several of which align to some of the popular cybersecurity certifications. So that website is fedvte.usalearning.gov. Fedvte is F-E-D-V-T-E. The second resource is the NICS training catalog. NICS, which stands for the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Careers and Studies, is the website of my branch. On it, you can find more information about the things I'm talking about, as well as many other tools and resources for the cybersecurity workforce. One of those is the NICS training catalog. The catalog is interactive, and it shows where training courses offered by vendors and academic institutions are across the country. You can search using an interactive map or by typing in things like keyword or NICE framework specialty areas. It currently has more than 3,000 courses from more than 125 training providers, and it's growing every day. So that website, I'll say it, and then I'll spell it out. The website is nics.us-cert.gov. 
and that's spelled N-I-C-C-S dot U-S dash C-E-R-T dot G-O-V. Noelle, based on what you see, what are some of the cybersecurity workforce development and education aspects that you see many organizations tend to overlook, which could otherwise help them develop their team of people in this area? Studies have found that the biggest weak spots that lead to cybersecurity breaches are not necessarily the growing organization of hackers, the sophistication of threats, or the greater availability of hacking tools, but instead the human users of IT. Though human error often ranks low as a serious concern for organizations, research has shown that it's the largest factor behind security breaches. So baseline cybersecurity training and overall cybersecurity hygiene is critical to keeping all of us safe. As people and as staff, we are the first line of defense. So routine and timely cybersecurity awareness that's customized to the audience is key. Even initial technical training is helpful for all staff, so everyone's familiar and comfortable with cybersecurity terminology. So we recommend that organizations build cyber training for their leaders and the workforce, and they can use the NICE framework to find ideas for their training programs or use the NICS training catalog to find a course. So, Noelle, in terms of other federal resources in cyber, what sorts of other resources are available for the private sector to tap, including the healthcare sector? So, as I mentioned before, there's a huge need to build a workforce. And with that being said, it's extremely important that we address this gap both in the short term through workforce training and in the long term by increasing the accessibility and availability of computer science educational resources from kindergarten to college. Our office also offers resources for K-12 teachers to bring up that next generation of cybersecurity workers, and those can be found on the NICS website. Also, at DHS, we encourage all Americans to be more aware of cybersecurity, specifically what they as individuals can do to stay safer online. The DHS Stop, Think, Connect campaign is a national public awareness campaign dedicated to promoting online safety. So folks can join the campaign as a partner or an individual and they can visit dhs.gov forward slash stop and connect to learn how and to access the wide range of resources we have for cybersecurity awareness. And I do want to mention also another resource, the C-Cubed program, or the Critical Infrastructure Cyber Community Voluntary Program, also has many resources available to businesses. The tools compiled and organized by this program are intended to help organizations identify, protect, detect, respond and recover to cybersecurity risks. So full listing them are on our, another website. I'll say the website name again and then spell it out. So it's us-cert.gov forward slash cubedbp. That's us-cert.gov forward slash c-c-u-b-e-d-v-p. And finally, Noelle, how can these resources be used by entities, especially in the healthcare sector, to improve their cybersecurity workforce preparedness? So healthcare hiring and cybersecurity is growing all the time. Healthcare hiring managers in North America plan to increase their cybersecurity workforce by 39% this year. So more than any other industry, according to a study of cybersecurity professionals worldwide. Because the hiring is so accelerated, Jobs might not be defined as clearly as they could have been, or skill gaps might not be clearly identified, or even talent coming in might not be aligned or linked to the areas of critical need within a company, all due to the speed at which organizations are trying to hire. So using the resources I've talked about today, 
those resources can help companies best match new and their current talent to the unique and specific need of their organization. And they can offer more professional development opportunities to the talent that they have to make sure that those folks stay up to date on the latest trends and technologies. And by using these tools and by all of us working together, we can make sure we're safer online now and in the future. Thanks, Noelle. I've been speaking to Noelle Kyle. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.